afternoon and welcome to episode two of the Power Half Hour Unstoppable Business Owner. And today we have the amazing Carol Hink. Carol, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Dorothy. Oh, you're welcome. And I'm jealous. She's in California, sunny California, and I'm stuck here in a snowstorm in Ontario, Canada. So <laughs> I wish I could pack it up and send you some sun. <laughs> oh, I would take it like... I'm past, I'm like, I get around this point, the end of February, it's like winter blue so bad. It's like, I need to get into some sun, but, uh, you know, that's beside the point here. Hello, Emily. Welcome. So tell our amazing viewers just what it is that you do. Uh, well, I help, uh, founders of startups attract and retain talent by creating a culture of well-being and health. Awesome. And what made you decide to go into that? Well, that's yeah, that's an interesting story. <laughs> but it comes from the heart. It, it comes from my own experience. And uh, you know, when when I uh, this summer I was laid off from a job, and I was also going through burnout. So I was uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually just drained. And, and I had horrible insomnia. Uh, I gained so much weight. I had no energy that I could do things to help myself. So the layoff was, uh, you know, scary, but also the, probably the gift, you know, a big gift, a blessing, yeah. because uh, it gave me the time to focus on my well-being and figure out, okay, well, before I can figure out what's next for my life, I have to take care of me. And uh, so get back my sleep, get back to a healthy routine that helps me. And uh, through that process, um, and I started, to be honest, I started job searching, you know, as well. And, and through that process, though, I kept having this nudging feeling and this, you know, this idea of it's a shame that it has to come to this for a lot of organizations and a lot of employees. And it just kept like organically growing in my head and, and, and this idea just kept blossoming of God, wouldn't it be awesome if I could be part of the solution, you know, to help the employees, to help the organizations. And um, because this is a solvable problem, it's not like it's world hunger. I mean, this is absolutely something we can solve now. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it took me a couple of months of, of, reflecting and diving in, 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 in my own mind to figure out, God, why not? You know, why not do this? this and, and it just felt so right. It felt uh, with every fiber in my being that this is absolutely what I'm supposed to be doing, what my life purpose is, actually, if I finally found it <laughs> late in life. <laughs> Better late than never. Um. <laughs> hey, I'm 45 and just stepping into the, what I'm my purpose and my calling is, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need those years to to discern, you know, to be able to to have that experience helps, right? And right. Uh, you know what you don't want or what doesn't work and what works and what doesn't. And right. um, so yeah, so that experience just uh, you know of going through that myself wanted. I was like, well, how can I help others? Well, by being part of a solution and creating a business around that, and um, and uh, you know. The, uh, it was scary, though, you know, to start out that way. And, and uh, one of the other things that was I had to overcome in a big way was the big fear and the imposter syndrome. Dun, dun, dun. Right. 
<laughs> I think we all get that no matter where we are at. And like, I've been talking to some season. Dorothy, I don't know if it's if it's me, but you're you're coming up frozen on my screen. But it could and be me. Okay. One of those things that uh, I don't think it ever goes away, but we just learn to deal with it. And um, you know, as long as it doesn't, as long as you're the type of person that keeps going forward with that, because I mean, there are a lot of um, a lot of people still get that. Like I was listening to. Oh, I forget her name. Her last name, I think it's uh, Bronson. She actually coaches Hollywood movie stars. And she gets imposter syndrome and has been doing it for over 30 years. And I'm just like, how freaking cool is that, you know, to know? <laughs> yeah. For somebody who's been in the industry training Hollywood movie stars that, and she still gets imposter syndrome. So, yep. um uh thanks emily and hello lucy <laughs> yes two live shows what can i say one wasn't enough and i i find i'm finding like as i'm networking that there's a lot of bits a lot of amazing business owners and carol is one of them i just happened to meet carol and um so i thought what better way to showcase business owners because you know there is i don't think they get enough appreciation i mean and not only that, there's so many amazing people out there that, and my network is different than everybody else's network. And the fact of the matter is that she's in California and I'm in Canada and it's so amazing that we can connect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and yep. that's why I decided for the second show. So thanks Emily for asking that question. Um, but getting it off me and now back to our amazing guest, what would you say are the three things that you've had to overcome since starting your business? Well, going back to that fear and imposter syndrome, that's a big one. And, um, but what helped me go through that is, is two different things. There's a lot, but like, if I go to narrow it down and say, okay, in a nutshell, one was jumping in to LinkedIn and saying one day I just posted and then I did a video and I said, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm going to do. And I was shaking before I was doing that. And I was shaking after because it was like coming out of the closet saying to the world, I'm doing this. Well, that means you can't, no, no backseats, right? <laughs> no backseats mm -hmm. at that point. So you've got to do it or, you know, uh, deal with the consequences of not doing it. So it was still like everything, that moment I'll never forget, you know, when I did that just this fall. And so I said, okay you know, and, but the response that I got was so encouraging, Dorothy, it was, uh, you know, messages and, you know, um, texts and everybody going, this is great. I'm so happy for you. This, you know, and, and, and that just like fueled me that encouragement. And then other people even reached out that I haven't seen in t like 20 years. And they're like, Oh, let's talk. Let's, Oh, maybe we can collaborate. So all that encouragement told me I'm on the right path, you know, and that helped me and not think of it. Okay. Well, you know, just one step at a time. And I think I shared with you, you and I talked um, about this Will Smith new book 
his new memoir. And um, I did a post about this because it hit me so hard about uh, the story about his dad who, you know, tore down this wall in his business and made he and his Will Smith and his brother every day after school work for hours mixing the cement, you know, and laying a brick. And, and he taught them how to lay the brick perfectly and said, that's all you're supposed to do. And he and his brother are like, okay, he, the man's lost his mind. What are we doing this for? And then at the end, they had like 18 months later, they had this wall and his dad turned to him and he said, now, don't you ever tell me that you can't build something. Oh. And it was like, I get chills now saying it. And, and it was all about, um, you know, just building, putting that one brick down mm -hmm. at a time, not looking at, oh my God, I got to build this wall. How the heck am I going to do that? Because that's overwhelming. And that's what I was doing in the beginning too, thinking I've got to build this business and I got to solve everything. And no, just build, put one perfect brick down, then the next, then come yeah. back the next day, show up and do it again and do it again. So it was, it was just, I, we were on our road trip home for the holidays when we were listening to the audiobook. Um, and Will Smith was actually talking, you know, doing the, the book and, and uh, we, uh, it was just like, wow. That was like a brick hitting me in a good way um, yeah. that and, and that was like, that's what I needed to hear, you know, and so, uh, you know, the times that I feel that I just think, okay, one more brick. That's it. <laughs> I love that. And what are some things that you've helped your clients overcome? Well, I think that's part of it, too. Like, uh, there is, there is so much fear about the unknown, if they're not comfortable about stepping out and embracing that soft skill side, uh, that empathy, that uh, communication, because a lot of the startup founders may, you know, come from uh, an engineer background or, you know, maybe IT and, and, you know, not usually, not usually, but doesn't have to be, you know, coming from like the marketing side where all of us are very touchy feely. So they need help. And it's not easy to also to ask for help. You know, um, it's, it's kind of in our society, it's sometimes looked at as like, you know, you're supposed to be tougher than that and figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, what I, what I've found is, is really just getting on that human level. And, and there's three ways that I have, I like to help them. And one of them is how do you get, first of all, like a startup organization to believe that they need or figure out how to get a workplace uh, that has this well-being culture, right? Well, it has to come from the top down, number one, but you can't forget it also has to be employee-led. So, but if the top does not buy in and doesn't commit or believe that it has the value, then all the work in the world you do won't make a difference. So it starts with the founder. And so I help founders start thinking about how they can attract and retain talent and also bigger their brands, you know, grow their brand by being a thought leader, you know, by growing their LinkedIn presence. So I can help them create, you know, I create the uh, LinkedIn profiles that they usually are too busy to even bother with and help them to figure out who their authentic voice is and start sharing that. And then I also help with content and with the communication aspects. So I can, I'm their advisor, I'm their right hand. And 
once we start building this following, meaning a community, not more than a following, a community on LinkedIn for them, then people will look at them and they see them as, hey, that person cares. That person, hey, that leader has a vision. This is where they are. This is where they want to go. That's exciting. I want to follow that person, meaning follow the, you know, actually follow the leader. Because most of us already know through the pandemic with the, you know, with the, you know, the, I call it the great realization time or the great reshuffle is that people tend to leave jobs because of managers or leaders, right? So if you have a leader that has a vision that's excited and, and, and really cares about their people, then it's going to attract the talent that you want and keep the talent you want. It's also going to attract uh, advisor, um, I'm sorry, investors, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to attract the investors that that startup needs too, because they see that they are investing in all different ways and, and growing something that the organization is going to be more valuable for. Um, yeah, there's something, there's a couple of different things that you've said um, that have struck me. And number one, it, getting the owner to buy in to certain things. And that is key. And a lot of different people that I've worked for in the past and things like that, they, you know, their mentality has been just do it, do it my way. And my way is the yeah. only way to do it. And if you don't like it, there's the door. And unfortunately, that has created a lot of animosity within the workplace. And it has actually shrunk those people that have, that are shining stars and just shrunk them down to nothing. And that's why they leave folks. To be quite honest, that's why they leave. If I, we understand as employees that the business is yours, but for people, especially like me who take own, I take ownership in what I do and take ownership as, you know, how would I treat this if it was my company? That's how I see it when I work somewhere. So if the owner doesn't give a shit, why should I? Mm-hmm. Is basically when, when you get to year five, year six, year seven, and you just have been suppressed for so long, that's why we leave. It isn't, it isn't the Absolutely. fact like money's great and everything, but you know what? I would even rather have more time off. I've even said, yeah. don't give me a raise. Just give me an extra week's vacation. Mm-hmm. And they say, no, mm-hmm. I'm like, seriously, because the raise you would have you you spent you would have spent more in giving me the raise than that vacation, and now with time work balance, like that's what we crave. That's what yes. we honestly like want as employees is more of that work life balance, and employers are not giving it. So mm-hmm. you know it, it's for people like you that are going in and saying, hey, you know these are what people want. If you keep your employee happy, there is no way in hell that they're going to leave. And they are going to be your biggest cheerleader. And they're going to be out there giving you free advertising. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're the brand ambassadors. They're exactly. Your, they, they're the, the first line of defense, I call it, or, or offense. You know, it, it, and, and not utilizing that is the worst thing you can do. You know, throw all the money you want at advertising. It's not going to do a thing. You know, it, and the, the what you said just reminded me too. it hit the nail on the head and everybody, everybody wants to feel that they're part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And that's like what you referring to what you said about ownership. Uh, a lot of us, you know, I think there's many of us that feel that way. You know, you just don't look at it as a job. You, you feel like, hey, you know, this is, you know, something I 
I value and I want to do a good job and I want this company to succeed. And when you're shut down and you can't contribute and you're not part of it and you don't even know what the vision is maybe, or, or it's just so unclear, it's so muddy, or you're not, even, you feel you don't even have a say, then it really is. That's what we're seeing. I think people are just like, okay, well then why am I showing up every day? There's gotta be something yeah. else I could be doing. Yeah. And um, it's just not, life's too short for that. And that's exactly what we're seeing. And then the other side is, is like, once you get the founder is you have to make sure that you also bring in the employees then. So it just has to start there and have that. He has to create, or she, the founder has to create that psychological space, that safety space so that the employees feel that they can talk about it. Because the other thing that I offer is, you know, when going into organizations and working in a collaborative process to define what is the culture that fits this organization, that's authentic to it, that is positive, that is, um, you know, engaging, and all, most of all is, is felt by all, you know, and, and because you could go in and say, okay, here are the 10 things and go to every organization, say, here, put this in. Yeah, but every organization's different. And for them to come up with that, themselves to have and then to have everybody agree upon okay this is what we agreed these are the do's and don'ts of how we operate a business and what we what's our north star um now talk about your brand ambassador feeling they're part of something bigger and that they're excited and that they had they had a big part in creating this so mm -hmm. that right there and it, it you know is just so uh so powerful because now you, let's say you bring in new employees. These employees just help create something. They're gonna be happy to share it. They're gonna be wanting to bring that new employee in here and, 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 and encourage them and let them feel safe so that they can blossom. So it's, it's, uh, it's such a, uh, a powerful experience to be able to do that. And that's why I was, I've been focusing on startups that are mainly, let's say 50 employees or less. So very, very young startups, because my feeling is that, you know, that's where I can make the most change because they're so young and they're right now, usually they're focused on product, you know, they're just, they might even outsource their HR and they don't really have any type of uh, person uh, in there to do that kind of soft skill work. And, uh, and now, you know, that's where if we get the culture set and everybody's bought in, when they scale up, because sometimes they scale up so quick. So when they scale up, now it can scale up with them, you know, and take them to the next level. And um... exactly, you know, and that that's important because if you have to keep, if there's a lot of uh, employee retention, you have to train these employees. So the more employees you train, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's more dollars out of your pocket. It's it's cheaper to actually keep them. So keep them happy. You know, yeah. um, that just isn't in divorce, people. It's cheaper to keep her. It's yeah. cheap. <laughs> you know, I've heard yeah. that saying. I heard that saying yeah. from my brother. Honest to God, I heard that saying from my brother, who is twice divorced. But um, it's, it's, and that's, I don't know, it stuck with me, you yeah. know, and, and it's, it's cheaper to keep an employee and keep an employee happy yeah. and then constantly training and constantly, you know, and, I don't know about you, but with this pandemic, you know, the great resignation is what I keep hearing everywhere. You know, 
how do you think that that is it for your favor with what you're doing right now? Because you see all these people that are wanting to change jobs because we're tired of the bullshit where this pandemic mm-hmm. has taught us that life is too short. You know, let's live ne- now. We don't want right. to live in the future. We want to live now. You know, I, I heard the other day a statistic that uh, we work till we're 67 and the life expectancy is 78, I think, or something like that. So we have a window of 10 to 11 years to enjoy our lives. So we want to enjoy it now. Yeah. We want to work, but we want to enjoy life. You know, do you think that part of that would be part of the culture that you're bringing into these startups? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, and, and to go back to what you said, um, there was a, a statistic that said to replace an employee is three times their salary. So think about that. So if you bring in someone for a hundred thousand, then that's going to cost you 300,000 probably to replace that employee, you know, and then like time and all of that. So it's, it's really, really, if you want to go dollars and cents, I think that can hit some of the founders too, to think about that aspect of it. But yeah, the great resignation is, I think, the only reason that this is even possible at this time, to be honest, because um, I, when I look back, I realize I've always been on this bandwagon through my whole life and uh, everywhere I went, even uh, in the military, (laughs) which you really are not, you're just supposed to follow orders and that's it. And then here's Carol going, couldn't we do something better for the, uh, you know, for the team? And couldn't we do, you know? I didn't realize it then at, you know, 19, I'm sitting here uh, trying to, you know, do what I do. But everywhere I went, I was like, how can we make it better? How can we make people happy? <laughs> Thanks, Nader. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Um, and so it was, uh, so I look back every place I went, I just kept doing that. But at the time, every single time up until the pandemic, nobody wanted to hear it. Nobody really cared. I shouldn't say nobody, very few, right? I think the very um, uh, empathetic people-led companies that were already wired that way, they got it. So they stood out from a lot of people, but the majority of companies were, you know, um, very black and white, you know, dollars, no dollars. So I kept beating my head against the wall and uh, trying to affect change uh, where it wasn't wanted really yet. You know, we're making good money. We're fine. I don't care. People can come and go and that's fine. And uh, so if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't think that uh, I'd be doing what I'm doing. And I just saw this opportunity because of so many people suffering. And so, you know, and and organizations just, you know, throwing up their hands too, saying, I don't know what to do. Um, It's really brought everything to the forefront. And it's, it's our time now to create collectively as human beings, workplace 2.0. Mm-hmm. I think if we don't act now, then I think there's a good opportunity we're going to miss the boat. Mm-hmm. And you know, when the pandemic calms down even further and people are back to normal, then I think it'll be harder to go back. So if you want to affect change, we have to jump now and start making that. And and I, but I, I, I think it'd be very hard to go completely back to a non-hybrid options and you know all these changes that people have made but um so in a way the pandemic has been uh a blessing for all of us to 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 kind of do one of these right yeah to kind of well and i've said that right actually after the initial shock (laughs) and and it's taken 
you know, my dad's passing for me to realize a, a lot of different things about this pandem pandemic, right? It's just mm -hmm. like, this is not all bad. I mean, other than the lockdowns and isolation, that that is, I think, wearing on us more than anything, and yeah. especially here in Canada. And if we think we have it bad here in Canada, you should actually live in Hong Kong, where my aunt lives, where it's zero tolerance for a case. If if somebody has COVID, you're locked at Benny Pay or Penny Bay for 21 days. You cannot get out, and you're paying for your time there. Mm. Um, so if we think we have it bad, you know, Hong Kong yeah. has it worse. Um, mm -hmm. And they're putting notices on buildings, on apartment buildings, saying, "Hey, and here's your here's your COVID test. If you test positive, you're out of there. You know, you have to have." Um, child care set up and you have to have care for your dog set up because your dog's not going with you and neither's the rest of your family and it's, wow. it's it's so that went off a little bit on the tangent but um you but know it affects us as humans you're absolutely right right yeah like and my aunt's living there and living proof and she mm. sees these white coats and she sees these people that are being tested on the street and and things like that. And I'm surprised that she hasn't lost her mind yet because I mean, there's been moments in this pandemic that I've lost my mind because I felt the isolation and, yes. and then with the cold weather, like we can't even, well, you could, I suppose, go for a walk right now, but uh, I wouldn't want to in, in this, in this snowstorm, but the good parts of the pandemic are, you know, now is a time that everything, there's a lot of free content on everywhere you go. So mm -hmm. if you haven't, thought of changing or at least brushing up your skills now is the time to do it folks you know mm -hmm. or learn a new skill there is no reason why after this after this pandemic you don't have a new skill it's all Absolutely. there at your fingertips right at your fingertips <laughs> and it's just like i people are like bitching moaning and complaining and i'm like why have you not used this to your advantage you know and you know mm -hmm. not a lot not i don't know to me, I'm, maybe I'm just weird, but no, I've no. used this. <laughs> I've used this this time to trans transition, to learn, to write a book, to have two live shows. This would never have been possible if, like, I would have still mm -hmm. been not even thinking of any of this at the pandemic hit. But so there is some great things, and I think the Great Resignation is going to be in everybody's favor it's going to get employees or employers thinking hey we've got to change if we got to change now mm -hmm. and employees thinking okay you know i'm not going to stay stuck where i'm not wanted i i you know feel like crap i'm under a lot of pressure under a lot of stress and forget it because there's other jobs like you could go up everybody in the world is hiring right now mm -hmm. so now is the time to make everything ha ma magically happen in your lives, you know? Yes. So. And it's, and it's like what I've been thinking too is um, going along the lines of, we were talking about like, you know, getting the founders on board and getting the employees on board. And what I'm uh, going to be doing is I, I want to really create a movement. Um, yes. You know, I, I want to help organizations and, and I'll keep doing that. But for all the people out there that are feeling so frustrated and, and about the workplace and, and don't know exactly which direction to go to, I would love to, you know, again, that think about the, the, all the brain power, right? The collective knowledge and, uh, and will and create a movement around this. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm like, I don't know what it's going to, what I'm going to call it or what, this is just something that's been mulling also in my, in my head. 
And so, but I want to create something that we can all come together and we collectively start forming what does workplace, you know, 2.0 look like. So not just per organization, but in general and start building instead of being alone and isolated and feeling frustrated that they have a place that they can go to, you know, what form that takes yet. I'm not sure whether that's Slack or something to kind of get people to together, but then harness that wisdom from everybody and start building what this vision looks like. Cause this is, this is so much bigger. This is worldwide. This isn't just, uh, you know, one state, one country, this is every place that's been affected. So that's something that's been mowing around that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited about. I think that would be another nice offshoot that I didn't see coming. Something that there, there's a lot of things that like that that keep coming up of how what else I could do to serve. Just like what you've doing, what you're doing, and and the, you know, writing the book and creating these live events, which has been amazing. And um, it's it's uh, we need more of that. We need more positive voices that are willing to do something to make a change. And sometimes people just don't know where to go or what to do. So that's where. That. We can just, every, everybody can step up and help, right? Yeah. Well, and that's funny because that's part of my Overcomer Academy idea as well is incorporating some of that. So I've been looking for people to help me with that. So maybe that's something we can talk off air one day. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, make this a reality instead of someday, this is mm -hmm. going to be in existence. Let's make it now. Um, because I believe, you know, it, it's, it's time that we all come together. And I've said 2022 is the year of collaboration. And everybody I talk to is like, yep, yep, yep. Let's, you know, how can mm -hmm. I help you? And and that's the great thing about this. We're all in the same position. Um, uh, thank you, Natter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're all in the same position and we're all here to help each other. So I know we're just, we're at the half hour here. So Carol, is there any last words that you have for our guests? Uh, any last tips or anything like that that you want to leave our guests with today? Um, I think is to, um, to, to be, don't be afraid to reach out because when I was at uh, the point of, do I, do I build the business? And then when I decide, okay. Um, and then fear crept in um, the biggest thing that was, uh, that helped me was just reaching out to people. And uh, that changed everything because uh, especially now, like you said, we're, we're so isolated. We feel isolated because we're, you know, I've been still working from home for <laughs> a couple of years now too. So it's, it was the most transformative uh, step I took and being careful about who you reach out to, right. Um, being specific and intentional about uh, people that have been on that journey before you, you know, that, that can speak from the heart really make a difference. And, uh, and, and, and then you can, it empowers you to do the same for someone else and put you Absolutely. in that. Absolutely. And when you just one last thing, I would, mm -hmm. you know, when you think of, you know, you're in your pro in your head, that's what I call it. When you're in your head. And like you said, you're having those moments and you're having that imposter syndrome immediately reach out and do something for somebody else. Cause it gets you right out of that. It yes. gets you right out of that space and not only is it helping somebody else out but it's helping you out because you just got your mind off your problems right and um, you know Absolutely. 
And it's, it, you, that's like so perfect. Cause like, that's what I did in the summer when I was the most lost and before I figured out what I wanted to do. And uh, I, I thought it was crazy. Here I am looking, you know, for a job or trying to decide what I'm going to do. And, um, and I started volunteering with an organization I've been following for a while and that's um, shift.org. And they help current military and past military members um, kind of uh, invigorate themselves. So either if they want to transition within the organization, the military, or if they are transitioning out and they have programs set up, you know, to help all of them. And so I started volunteering, uh, helping them, their cohorts would get to a certain point in the program and they would need mock interviewers. And so here I was, and I thought, you know, this is the irony is interesting, but it was, it was the most wonderful experience for, uh, you know, to, to be able to do that. So. That's awesome. Remind me when we're done here, I need you to connect you with somebody. You just triggered me huge on somebody okay. you need to connect with. Okay. Um, so, and that's what I like about it. That's why I build yeah. a network because I build this network so I can help everybody out. And, you know, it's like, I'm a cruise ship director. You need to talk to this person. <laughs> All right, Julie, <laughs> Julie McCoy. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I'd be <laughs> love to be on a cruise ship right now. Hey Russ, thanks for joining us. <laughs> So I knew in the show notes that I put, um, they can connect with you on LinkedIn, but is there any other place that you would like them to connect with them to connect with, with you? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, uh, I, <laughs> we connect anywhere. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter a lot as well, but I think LinkedIn is probably the best place right now. Um, since, uh, this is all new and evolving, um, cause I uh, live on it. I pretty much live on it. So if you want me, you can get me pretty much almost 24 seven. Now <laughs> I've learned my well-being rules now. I, I you know, my, my lessons. So I, uh, I do have boundaries, but uh, yeah, I think LinkedIn is probably the safest one right now. Okay, perfect. Well, folks, this has been another amazing episode and I'm uh, so glad that you were able to join us and I'm super ecstatic to bring to you um, and introduce you to Miss Carol Hink. And so uh, definitely look out for her because she is definitely taking the startups by storm here and helping them create a culture, uh, a winning culture right from the beginning so that, you know, their employees stick with them. And uh, it's a win-win situation everywhere. So with that, mm -hmm. folks, have an amazing uh, rest of your Wednesday. And we'll see you next week here with uh, Daniel Evans next week. So Thank you, have Dorothy. A great day. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Bye. <clears throat>